Have you ever had a moment that shattered your best laid plans? Yep, shit happens. You're lost and not sure how to pick up the pieces. Discover a higher level of results when you join the Fab Five as we take you on a weekly adventure shifting you beyond your best plan. We reveal how to elevate your mind, body, and spirit and create a harmonious life. The Fab Five is passionate about making the world a better place. Through sharing our gifts, talents, and stories, you'll obtain the resources, strategies, and tools you need on your journey of healing and growth. Step into your authentic self, moving beyond your best plan. Hi, and welcome to Beyond Your Best Plan, the podcast where we inspire you to move beyond what you believe you could move beyond. Today, we are one sister short, but here with me are the three C's, Kathleen, Catherine, and Claudette. Catherine's mission is to help others in internal suffering and accomplish their dreams. Claudette's mission is to help people on their spiritual path go from zero to 60. That's pretty fast, Claudette. Activating their inner guide to heal and grow. Kathleen's mission is to assist parents who have experienced the loss of a child to suicide. Sarah is not here with us today, but her mission is to educate peers and help entrepreneurs to become more effective leaders. And me, I'm Whitney, and I'm on a mission to help people do the work that they love and love the work that they do. So had a conversation with someone recently about my email address. (laughs) And it's one of the reasons that we are having this conversation today on today's show. I won't say specifically what that email address is for the whole world, but suffice it to say the word perfect is in my email address. And it started us on a conversation about whether or not I was perfect or not perfect, which I'm not. I never profess to be perfect. I don't claim to be perfect. I don't even attempt to be perfect. Excellence is my goal. But it got me thinking, right? We hear all the time that perfection is not possible, right? Nobody's perfect. At the same time, we still expect perfection. We expect perfection from other people. We expect perfection from ourselves. And then when we don't get it, we are disappointed. At the same time, this moment is perfect. Here, now is perfect. And in this moment, we are perfectly in this moment. Hence, we are perfectly imperfect. So ladies, when you think about who you are, think about your life, think about your interactions with others. First of all, I just want to know, Do <laughs> I think I already know the answer to this. Do you expect perfection? And in those moments where you expect it subconsciously, how does it manifest for you? I just have to keep saying, like, I'm 
dying in laughter inside because we have one of our sisters that keeps flowing in and out of this of this stream right now. We, we have got some technical challenges. I laugh because it's like perfectly imperfect. You know, it like is. how could it not be how can it get any better than this really? It's she like, just keep I know she keeps out in and out. <laughs> we can wave to her when she comes back in and then when she leaves she gets to go you know it's just like it, I have to laugh because the subject is perfect for what's happening right now exactly right and that's the point in this moment everything is exactly as it should be right we are exactly where we should be our challenge, our struggle is the resistance to what is. Yeah, well, that's funny you say that, Whitney, because what I wrote down, I just loved what you said is excellence is my goal versus perfection. I loved that. That was an, an amazing quote. And I wrote it down. I actually will use that. I love that. And I think I've heard you say it before, but it just hit a little differently today. And the second thing that I wrote down was expectations is what causes the resistance. So you just alluded to that again as well, is that when we expect ourselves to be perfect or expect other people to be perfect, that's when we get into trouble. That's when it causes friction and irritation and frustration and disappointment, even disappointment. You know, I know we all do. We all, we live life, right? And sometimes the expectations we have on ourselves are so high that we don't think of it, or I'll say I, I haven't thought of it about as being perfect. However, my expectations of myself at times have been really high. So then I become disappointed in myself and not understand why I'm feeling energetically lower than normal, you know? Right. And so I think that what really it comes back to is like, what are we expecting of ourselves? Is it reasonable Is it reasonable to expect ourselves to hold ourselves in such a high demand or not demand, but high expectations of ourselves? And if it's not, it really isn't. Let's not even say if it's not. It's not. (laughs) It's just not reasonable. And being the best you can in the moment you're in is the best that you can do. And I've said this before on other podcasts, but I really feel like this is important to talk about is that. If you are showing up the best you can in any circumstance, in any any moment of the day, then that's all you can do. And so you're perfectly imperfect, showing up the best way you can. Even when you're showing up irritated or frustrated, you're doing the best you can with what you have in the moment, in that very moment. What you get to choose, though, is how you want to show up the next moment. How do you want to be in life the next moment? And... It's really becoming aware of of yourself. It's becoming aware of your energy. It's becoming aware of, you know, the ebb and flow of what you're feeling in the moment. And, and the awareness for me is I can tell when my energy is lower than what it is normally. And when I'm in that space, that's when I choose to do something differently. And I listen to my body and I'm like, what is it that I need to choose differently? Do I need to take a salt bath? Do I need to go play with other people? 
is it in my best and highest to be creative with work right now? Or is it in my best and highest to go have dinner out and have a nice glass of wine and be, be with other people? It's asking yourself the questions of what is in my best and highest right now so where I can use that guidance to be the perfectly imperfect person that I am. Because none of us I, are perfect, right? I, exactly. Except you two exactly. ladies, except you and Aww. we have a third, but I mean, you're all perfect in my eyes. And I was Aww, giggling so sweet. And we are all perfectly imperfect. I just love that. It was so gorgeous what just happened at the beginning when we're all cracking up because one of our beautiful, fabulous effing five sisters is coming in and out. We do this show on a platform where we can see each other. And so like one of our sisters are just like the video is just coming in and out. It's constantly just trying to show her face, but it's not. We're all just cracking up at this moment. And, you know, we could be super stressed which she might come in a little stressed and overwhelmed, but you know, laughter is and joy is an option of handling when we're feeling like, you know, we're in the perfect spin or, you know, the perfectly imperfect spin, but it's not working out how we want it to work out in this moment. You know, you can get super stressed. You can get super frustrated, like I often do with technology or when things don't work. Or you can laugh about it, like we did. And it was just, thank you, ladies, for that, because it was just such a beautiful example of dealing with this whole perfection thing that we all deal with. I was thinking when you were talking, Kathleen, and you talked about just being reasonable with our expectations, right? Mm. It's not that we don't have, we don't get to have expectations, but they, one, they need to be reasonable and they need to, the other part is they need to be, especially when they involve other people, communicated. And often that's what happens to create the angst and the resistance is because we have expectations of ourselves. We have expectations of other people. We don't communicate them. They don't agree to (laughs) those expectations, right? And it's a whole different thing when you've come to some agreement and someone doesn't do what they're supposed to do. But even then, it is what it is. Right. And as you said, we get to choose how to be in that next moment, which always reminds me of, you know, the Jack Canfield E plus R equals O event plus response equals the outcome and our ability to make the choice about how we're going to respond to any situation. And laughter really is a great way to approach when things are not working the way you want. I am learning to be better with technology. A lot of the things that I do in my business involve technology. It's done from home. I don't have someone doing the technological things on the recording side for me, right? So I'm here, I'm doing it myself. 
and it doesn't always turn out the way I want. It doesn't always work out the way I want. And what I find myself doing is saying, take a deep breath, Whitney. Just stop, take a deep breath and accept what's going on right now. Because the more I struggle, the more frustrated I get, which makes the situation worse. And inevitably, I then do something that screws it all up. It's it's so true, Whitney. You know, like what you're bringing up is what just what popped into my mind was I have a friend that is really struggling with her mother and how her mother shows up. And she's going through some medical issues. And this is truly a friend. It's not me because <laughs> I'm pretty direct. <laughs> I can tell you if it's me or not. It is not me. I have a friend that's really struggling because she really wants her mother to be different than who she is. And there's an expectation there. And instead of seeing her mother being perfectly imperfect, she is seeing her mother as a monster, really. You know, like she really is struggling. And internally, she is battling this demon inside of just her resistance to see her mom for who she is and accepting it for what it is. And that causes so much anxiety and sadness and worry and stress and it just causes this negative energy that continues to just flow, you know? And this isn't about her not doing her work because she's on a spiritual path. She's doing her work. She's stepping into it. And yet there's still something in regards to the relationship she has with her mom. And what I have been able to do, so this is my part in it. So I'm not judging what her external struggle is with her. That's her journey, not mine. But that's what I, that's where I get to step back and say, how do I want to show up in this situation when she's talking to me about how she's feeling in, in this particular relationship? And I get to be honest and say, well, it feels like there's some struggle here and there's some expectations that just can't be met. And so how does that fit for you? How does that work for you? And when I'm her friend, I'm not her coach. I get to choose when I show up too. So that's also about about being that perfectly imperfect friend where you want to be assisting them to see things differently, yet it's not your journey and you don't, you can't. So I get to just be like, okay, you know, I'm sorry that you're feeling that way. What can I do to help you? That's it. What is it that you need from me in this moment? Yeah. I can relate to that. I have, I won't say who, but someone in particular in my life, that very much is the dynamic where I'm finding myself. That's not that this is not my journey. This is not something for me to fix this. You know, they're not my responsibility to fix. And I have worked over the years I would say really hard to not be someone who gives unsolicited advice, right? And not from necessarily from a coaching perspective or anything like that, but just as someone who has throughout her life been a problem solver, right? And and has a gift to see things and see a pathway, but it's not mine to give unless someone asks for it. So I, I can totally relate 
to that. You know, we are recording the day after Mother's Day. This episode is being recorded the day after Mother's Day. And a Mother's Day is a challenge for me. And for me too. Mother's Day, <laughs> and I know for you as well, Kathleen. So Mother's Day starts sort of this period of time that has, has historically sort of launched the lead up to the anniversary to my son's death. And the year that he passed, Mother's Day, we had a little falling out. And we had plans for that day and we're heading to families to celebrate Mother's Day, you know, with the rest of the family. And he was acting like a little pill. And I ultimately was like, you know what? Stay. I'm leaving. I just can't with you right now. And then when I came home, he had written me this card, Ham wrote a card, and he apologized for for being a pill. And so we did not spend that Mother's Day together, which was our last Mother's Day together. So there's some stuff brewing with me in regards to Mother's Day all on its own. And then we hosted uh, family yesterday. So I had, as we were preparing to have people in the house and have what is to be basically a joyous occasion, right? With this background, this backdrop of what I'm feeling and giving myself permission to just, it's like, be who you are, feel what you feel, and don't have these expectations of yourself to be or to feel anything other than what you feel. And for me, that's the piece of this perfectly imperfect, right? Is, is really accepting what is no matter how difficult it is, whether it's with other people and in particular with self. Just accept what is, knowing that it is all the moments up until this moment that have brought you to this moment, and therefore, it's fine. It's fine. And when you accept that, it's just easier to move through. Wendy, I so honor the way you faced yesterday. You know, I know this isn't about Mother's Day. But for you, like I can feel that emotion for you, you know, that ebbs and flows. And and I honor that you chose to step into the day for what it was, that you enjoyed your family as much as you could. And at the same time, you felt the pain of it, of what no longer was physically here for you. Yeah. So I just really honor. Just thank you. You're so remarkable. And I just love love all of you, but just for your ability to express that. And, and I think really what you're sharing is allow things to flow instead of fighting against them. And the more you fight against what is flowing, the more resistance comes up, the more angst that's there. And the more you live in that lower vibration, and just let the energy flow. 
Thank you, Whitney. I love you, honoring you and your courage to share that. And Kathleen took the words right out of my mouth. You know, it's like when we don't honor where we are, it creates turmoil within our soul. And we're all perfectly imperfect and it's not all freaking rainbows and butterflies. And it's important that we surround ourselves with people also that don't expect us to always be rainbows and butterflies. And I personally feel like I lived a lot of my life trying to be like look perfect to please my parents and that created a pleaser. And while there there are beautiful gifts in that, there's also a lot of challenge in that. And so trying to be perfect or what we think is perfect because there is no such thing, just like there's no such thing as normal. All right. I'll just throw that too. Normal and perfect kind of go together. Like it's like, what does it even mean? I don't even know if you can define it, right? Because we're all perfectly just where we are as Whitney and Kathleen is so beautifully shared. But these are some of the things that trying to be perfect does. And I'm just speaking from my ex- its, its own experience. You know, it, it turns you into a pleaser where you're trying to like please everybody else. And in the meantime, just running your damn self down, you know, it paralyzes us. You know, the overwhelm of this expectation that isn't even real. And it's inefficient, which I hate inefficiency because I'll be trying to write something and I I really get caught up in my perfect world syndrome uh, when I'm writing. I'll spend a whole damn weekend writing one article, which it's just like, because I'm trying to be perfect and overanalyze and overthink, then just let it flow. So if you're like an efficiency person like me, like quit that perfect BS because it's not efficient. It's like you just, you step in and you go and you let it flow. And a lot of writers will say, they'll, will give advice, like, just write. And then when it really stops flowing, like, like stop, because you get involved in this perfection spin, right? Pick it up a couple hours later or the next day. So like paralysis, inefficiency, you know, trying to meet some expectation that is impossible. This is what trying to be perfect or, you know, this perfect world syndrome, as I call it, can do. I love this conversation because Catherine, you said it really nicely. And so did, I mean, from what I've heard Kathleen say and Whitney say, what the hell is normal? And, and what is perfect? And so, you know, I've really been researching perfect. And I think when we judge perfect through our ego, it's unattainable. It's like this standard and in what ends up happening is we always fall short. There will always be something that will knock us back down, knock us on our ass. We will fall short. And then what happens is the spiral of criticism, self-criticism, 
doubt that you can do something or whatever. And this is when I used to say, you know, geez, the way I talk to myself internally, I don't need any enemies, right? I do a fine job beating the crap out of myself. And so it's like this standard that is not even realistic. It is unattainable. And I just call bullshit on it today, just right now. It needs to stop. And I begin to go, well, what does it mean to be perfect in spirit? And what it means to be perfect in spirit is to always choose grace, love, and forgiveness. Grace, love, and forgiveness. And do you dare to see and visualize through your beautiful power of your imagination that which you desire, even though in the moment you might not be there? So, you know, so to me, arriving at perfection is walking in grace and allowing ourselves to grow and evolve and understanding that we're going to fall. We're going to mess up. We're learning. It's just like a child at the age of one trying to learn to walk. It's okay. And stop putting some standard on ourselves that we're already supposed to know something. Let's evolve into knowing it. And let's go into perfection through forgiveness, grace, and love. And let's use the power of our imagination to see better for ourselves and others. So like if you see someone trying to start a business and they're having a problem, see the business successful and hold that vision for them. And, you know, this is another thing. I don't know who it was that mentioned it, but, you know, I think Whitney was, I don't know, all of you guys, I love hearing all of you. And so I think you all were kind of talking together. And it was like, in my moment of not being perfect, can you stand beside me while I'm in my bullshit and just love me anyway, please? Could you please do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, why do we, through our ego, tend to kick somebody when they're down? Right? Let's stop that bullshit. And, you know, just because I'm the truth facilitator doesn't mean I'm perfect either. So let's just, you know, if you guys see me in a moment of weakness, love me through it and use your imagination to see me out of it. And the growth have, you know, see me grown up a little more, right? (laughs) Like instead of falling down and wetting my pants and, you know, all that, see me growing up a little more. And I think that's how we walk each other home. Right. And so it's, it's like you said, Claudette, it's an evolution. This is a journey. Like there is power in what you just, what did you say? Wipe yourself off or lick your wounds or something. It's we walk ourselves home. This is how we walk into the perfection of God. See, the perfection of God is that love covers all of the mistakes. That's the perfection of God. And so can we dare to be brave enough to look through the eyes of God, through the eyes of the divine within us toward our other ourselves in the mirror or anyone else and love them through whatever they're going through and see the solution for them and hold fast to that in our beautiful imagination. That's effective prayer. And can we do that? And that's perfection. Because it's calling what is not into existence as though it was, right? And so to me, it's just, it's all about love and grace and forgiveness. And, 
you know, I call my ego Chi Chi the Chihuahua, you know, because she barks all the damn time. So, you know, it's training in taming the ego because the ego has a purpose. But the first thing we have to do is dethrone it. And so once we begin to do that, and it's under the rule of the divine, then we love it, right? Once it's kind of like everything is infused with love. And when it's infused with love, it is transmuted with the incredible power of love, you know, but this is part of that journey. So if any thoughts are going through your mind that are beating you up, that are trying to make you think you can't do anything, I can never do this right. If you hear, I can never do this right, that is the ego. If you hear, I can't do this, that's the ego. If anything, any criticism, just recognize it as the ego and not you. The first step is to separate from it. And the perfect thing is bullshit of the ego. Separate from it. The ego is actually an it, not an I. The I is an I am. The ego was created for you to individualize, but yet remain one, but gain a personality and individual. That's all the ego is for. But it is not who you are. It is just a tool that we use. That's my opinion. I know other people may have a different one. That's fine. But it isn't it instead of an I. I quote this off of Dr. David Hawkins, who was an incredible genius. And he talks about how the ego is more of an it. And we have to disidentify with it and unwrap from it and start to understand it for what it is. Not hate it. It's not an enemy. It is a tool and recognize it as that. And then start to, in love, unwind yourself from it, but go easy on yourself. You know, we all go through this process of dethroning the ego. Go easy on yourself. That's all I say. You ain't going to be perfect. Don't try to be perfect. The initiation of love is which takes you into the perfection of love that transmutes everything. That's what matters. Just love your damn self. That's all I say. I love that. I love that. And you start it with perfection through egos is unattainable, right? This unattainable standard that we've created for ourselves, but we can be perfect in spirit through grace, love, and forgiveness. I think that's absolutely beautiful. And then Catherine, you know, you you may ask the question about normal and unique. And I just want to say this, that Our uniqueness is normal, right? Our weirdness, our whatever it is that we see that makes us different, that is normal. The creator did not create us all to be exactly the same. That is normal. (laughs) That is the normality, right? And and so, you know, society, right? Societies push to have everyone be the same be the same, seem the same, think the same. That's abnormal. That's not normal. We are not created that way. And if you look at everything in nature, it proves that point, right? Dogs, cats, trees, bumblebees, whatever it is, all different, all different as are we. So that's The perfection, that's the perfectly imperfect. None of it is exactly the same. And it all is as it should be. 
So I want to give everyone an opportunity to say any parting words before we wrap up. My last offering in this is create space. You know, when you find yourself criticizing, procrastinating, becoming irritated, stressed, whatever it may be, just create space, whether it's through breathing or journaling or walking or taking a bath, whatever it is, create space for you to receive because that's what's in need for you to be the perfectly imperfect person that you are today. The less you criticize yourself and others, the more aware you become of the thoughts that are in your head the more space you can create so you may receive what's really there in full divine power. Absolutely. Being in that receiving mode, you know, I'll just say no matter what I call it, you know, I used to have this loud, like mean girl voice in my head telling me all the things, right? All the BS, BS, limiting beliefs, BS criticisms. I am so happy and proud to say, because I've done so much work with her, that that voice has gotten real quiet. And, um, you know, no matter what your body looks like, what your house looks like, what job you're doing, what your education level is, on and on, on and on and on. What car you're driving, what outfit you're wearing, what else, you know, how you think this conversation went or how, you know, the presentation went, whatever it is, you are perfectly and perfect exactly where you are. And it just be loving to yourself, be accepting. It's a journey. And it's an evolution, as Claudette said, and just, you know, be very mindful of those voices and be loving to yourself. Yes. Yes to all of it. You guys are saying it, hitting it on the head right there. And the thing that Catherine said about being mindful, it's a matter of becoming aware of what's really going on instead of just thinking that it's just going to happen and you can't do anything about it. You know, you've got to switch to that awareness. And then once you do that, that's where the journey starts, right? Like instead of having something overwhelm you because you weren't perfect and you messed up and now you're embarrassed, know that your ego gets embarrassed. Your spirit doesn't get embarrassed. Your spirit's like, I'll do it again. Your ego is like, oh my God, what are they going to think? Right. And so it's about going, okay, am I looking at this through my ego or am I looking at this through the divine within me and start to just, and I would say, write down the little thoughts, write them down. If they're running through your mind and beating you up at night and it's 3 a.m. in the morning, I I know no one else has gone through that like me, you know, Uh, but you know, it's going through, if that's happening, write it down. And start to go, is this really true? What is the truth about this? You could start to say that. Just ask yourself that. That will invoke the law of truth in your life. And that truth rises in you. And the truth will say, no, it's not true. Let's do it again. Let's try. Let's shift. And here's another thing. If you screw up, I'll end with this. If you screw up, own it. Just say, I just screwed up. 
can we work together to fix it? Or to yourself, I screwed up. How can I adjust this to make it better? Right. And just do that because when you call it, instead of trying to hide it, it kind of loses its power over you. Right. So call that shit out and take what you can get its power. Get your power back, everybody. All right. Absolutely. There is something so powerful to just speaking it out loud. Such a great point, Claudette. Absolutely. And I want to leave with this. If you could have done it differently, you would have done it differently, right? We all really are doing the best we can with what we have and what we know in each and every moment. And so I think to Kathleen's point earlier, if you want it different than it is, while you can't change this moment, you can change the next one. So you make a different choice. Make different choices. Think different thoughts. You can't make different choices till you start thinking different thoughts. Think different thoughts. Make different choices. You'll get different outcomes. And until then, just accept that you are where you are. You are perfectly where you are. And it's okay. It really is. It really is okay. And so we want to thank you for joining us for this episode, this imperfect episode, <laughs> this perfectly imperfect episode. And we wish the producers well, our editors well, <laughs> and working with this episode as they put the show together for you to listen to. Know that we did the best that we could with what we had to work with in this moment. If you are not following us on Facebook or Instagram, please do so. Beyond your best plan on both of those platforms. And we would appreciate your ratings and your reviews on whatever platform you listen to us on. And again, thank you for listening being a part of our Beyond Your Best Plan family. And until next time, take care. The Fab Five thanks you for joining us today as we assist you in moving beyond your best plans. We just ask that this week you find one way to step into your authentic self. Listen, review, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us at beyondyourbestplan.com. See you on the other side of your best plan.